Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. It's my joy to be on the air. I just want to just say right now, I just love fall and it's raining a little bit. It's kind of cloudy, but the sun will come out and the leaves are going to be just gorgeous. I went to the market calendar and saved a date for November 9th, the Mother's Justice Breakfast, Thurgood Marshall uh, Justice Breakfast. Going to be at the Royal Esquire Club uh, from 7 to 9. And uh, we'll be giving you some more update, but, um, updates on that. But mark your calendar. It's 33 years, all volunteers. So help us out with your donation if you can at mothers, SO Mothers for policeaccountability.org on our website. All right. Well, Mr. Y hasn't been here for a while. He's uh, He's been out of town. And uh, so we're going to have you right on up here as usual. So when you in, you in. So how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing fine. I want to say November 9th is our Thursday morning. That's correct. I want to make sure that people know that. And then uh, you said they can get their tickets where? Oh, uh, well, we got, the tickets are going to be available really soon. I mean, we're still okay. working on that. But it was save the date uh, and uh, that type of thing. I'm waiting on uh, to, kind of to, to get set that up and then get set up here probably this week. Yeah, so we have sponsors, sponsorships right. from the NAACP, ACLU. All the righteous organizations? Uh, no, not yet. No, you know, we're just behind this year because we've had so much other work getting done and uh, down there with that commission and all this other stuff. You know, the police has just given us lots of work to do. And That's so, right. no, we don't have all that done right now. But, you know, we'll we'll, we'll make some phone calls here. Uh, and we're looking for volunteers, you know. I mean, hey, okay. so anybody want to come and give us a hell hand and help us out? Uh, this is fine. Uh, yeah, we... Uh, we're 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 not where we want to be, but we wasn't where we used to be. So it's all yeah. good. Thirty three years is a long time. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. And it's definitely <laughs> it's made not a as difference. It's long as NAACP now. You know they're hundred yeah. and something. You yeah, know, that's true. It, it's not that, but um, you know, I mean, when they got started, they probably had lots of people, and they've had ebb and flow times too. So you know, yeah. you get ebb and flow doing this work. You know, you get a lot of people that sometimes, and then a lot of times. After you help them, they've gone on and uh, gone on off to the sunset and come back when they need some help. So it's ebb and flow. Well, you know, you would think that all the things that have been happening, like especially with uh, the president and the vice president of police guild on the phone, uh, mocking this uh, young Indian lady's death and then talking about her value and stuff. And uh, as far as I know, they're still the president and vice president of the Seattle Police Guild. And they did not fire the vice president for making those horrific racist remarks they just said he will not be on the streets so you can it's, a, it's, under, it's under investigation but see yeah. we organize different than most people most people now they just want to defund we're not in the defund right because we know what, what happens when defund every city that's gone and defunded the major crime has spiked i mean uh, it has spiked it is off the chart uh and so you know our style is differently we're not we're not at, we are we want constitutional policing and we want a better contract so uh, so the chief can get some power. Right now, I mean, all, every mayor has, 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 ever since, for 30 years, they've given all the power to, to the guild. Well, you know, uh, last week during the Congressional Black Caucus, uh, uh, the uh, crime rates and stuff like that in policing was one of the main topics uh, in several of uh, the discussions on the various panels. So you're absolutely right in terms of, uh, and then combined with that, you have the Republicans now uh, taking large numbers of immigrants and taking them and dropping them off after they lied to them about there's going to be housing and jobs. 
and they're using them as political pawns to drop off, you know, in New York City. I mean, they're just overwhelmed. Uh, others uh, cities that are controlled by Democrats, and it's just really unfortunate this is happening. I mean, I'm a humanitarian. I believe in getting people help, but I think there should has to be a system to ensure there's uh, there is uh, some structure uh, to how people are being processed. But I know one thing: I'm very disgusted with the way the Haitians are being treated. They're not given the same opportunities as other folks coming from South America. They had the horse. They had the guy. They had the guy on the horse. Uh, uh, running the Haitians under uh, exactly. uh, uh, this administration. Yeah. Uh, uh, so for me right now, my politics is local. I mean, because a lot of people who, who are criminals have moved into Seattle. You don't have enough law enforcement. So now you have all kinds of people here. I mean, all these people are not all from here, but uh, some of them are here and you got the theft rings. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, two Bartels, I mean, two uh, targets is closed because of theft. I was up in the PCC up here on, on Union. They got a guy in there with, he says, public safety. He had a Glock on him. I went up to him and I asked him, I say, hey, you know, are you SPD? Are you law enforcement? He says, no, private security. I said, well, how do you get to carry a Glock? Okay. How do you get to have a Glock in a grocery store? And you're not, and I told him, I said, well, you're not constitutional. I mean, you know, ain't no constitutional nothing under this guy with a Glock. And well, that, I, you know, out in Renton, I've seen three or four citizens walking around with uh, their their Glocks uh, uh, taped to their, I mean, outside of their their, their pants, like they got a, sh a shoulder for it. So, uh, well, they got they probably got a permit, but I mean, this is this is security walking around. He has a sign on yeah. said public safety. He has a little badge on, and uh, and so most people would think he's law enforcement. But I had enough sense to ask him. He had a Glock on him. Mm -hmm. Okay, a Glock. Okay, I mean that, that that that's a notch above just a regular handgun. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and and, uh, and and that's a problem. Yeah, I mean, but but if theft is so bad in Seattle because of previous city council, uh, I mean the previous uh, 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 city attorney stopped prosecuting misdemeanors. So mm -hmm. if you don't prosecute misdemeanors, they're gonna go in to be felons. So so I mean the town is overrun with people who want to harm people. I mean, and we have to come to that reality. And so most people don't want to understand. Most people don't want to organize the way we do because we're organizing for solutions and long-term things. I mean, you got all these apartments. How are you going to have a city if you're not going to have more law enforcement and you're building all these apartments and and all these people coming is not going to be good citizens. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was uh, trying to tell the chief that suggested to him before that there are uh, probably a lot of qualified people. We know there are some oath keepers and proud boys in the ranks of the military. But I think they could be screened out. And they've been awfully quiet since they've been getting 22 and 33 years. Matter of fact, we had one from Auburn, Washington that was back in. Oh, January yeah. 6th. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but then again, we also had six Seattle police officers that was also back uh, in Washington, D.C. as part of. And, the, and you know, and, and they were able to keep the names out. So we don't know. The vice president of the Guild, who's on the phone, might have been one of the police officers that went. He you know, I think two got like five, but I think it's four. We don't even know who they were. And how how can they have so much power that their names are not listed? Okay. Well, you know, you're on the right committee to demand that, I think. Well, I mean, it's a contract. <laughs> I mean, you know what? It's a contract. The city council and the mayor signed a contract that took most of the power away from the police chief. Now they need to fix that. We can't fix mm -hmm. the contract. We can organize and tell people about it, but we can't fix it. That's the mayor and the city council. 
So in other words, that person wouldn't have sent the footage about the Trump flag and the mock tombstone of a 19-year-old black man that was killed by the police. It was an East Precinct. If they wouldn't have, someone wouldn't have snuck that video out, or if they had, got, had been not been on, right. on right. the vice president had not been on right. there making that, uh, those right. uh, remarks about the young lady that was killed by a police officer going three times the, the, the uh, speed limit, and then to say and talk about her value, she'll get a check for 11000 I mean, it was just so sickening. And to have anybody on the police department with that kind of mentality, you know, to me, that's a disqualifying characteristic right there for the person to make those. That's inhumane to make those kind of statements. Well, but, 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 a joke about somebody. But then again, if you you can also have a mock tombstone of one of your officers killed up as a, some kind of trophy in the East Precinct, you can see the kind of mentality that's in the ranks. It's unfortunate, especially from the leadership, is really discouraging more than anything else to think that the leaders of the police guild would be this insensitive, this inhumane. And uh, I'll see now that the company that uh, examines the police recordings is not going to have a contract. They said it had nothing to do with the president. Vice but we, president. We, we, now, we're still looking into that. I mean, that's something that we okay. can figure out, you know, uh, find out about. Uh, but, but one of these things I, I for sure um, is that uh, we always wanted to believe that, that they could have a lot of these things for um, prerequisites to employment. You will have your camera on. These are things you will do. I mean, if you break the rules on this, they ought to be able to be fired and not get their job back. I mean, they, you know, I mean, doctors, when they leave, when they lose their privilege at some of these hospitals, they don't get them back. And, and so why do, why, do, why do we pay them? Because they're, they're our employees. They work for us. And why do we pay them? I, 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 all this money when they don't want to be been the right to uh, to follow the rules. But uh, these are old officers. But the same officer that you're talking about, the city paid out two million dollars uh, 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 in, in, since 2014. I don't know all the re- I don't know all the reasons why. But uh, also, how many of those old officers are there? The city has paid out a lot of money. And uh, what most people don't know is that you had a black guy that was president of the guild in 2020. Uh, you had a black guy and you had a black police chief and the guild. I mean, the, the people who are leading the guild now, I, I, I ran against him uh, on Make America Great. And 70 percent of the police officers voted for him. I mean, uh, for this uh, for this leadership now. Now, some of those officers are gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, 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 some of them probably, you know, have left the force already. So um so, you know, it's just like bringing in new people. And uh, yeah, well, yeah. we all communities need lawful law enforcement. That's right. Lawful law, law enforcement. Lawful law that's enforcement. Right. That's right. And that's but, what we need. But uh, going back to the uh, Washington, D.C. Congressional Black Caucus that was held last week, uh, Thursday through uh, through uh, Sunday, uh, there was a, a lot of, lot of uh, uh, good things happening. And uh, I was able to reestablish contact with quite a few of the folks. Uh, their priorities, you know, they're talking about what we're talking about right now. They're talking about that as well. And they're also talking about the impact that uh, the Republican-led uh, uh, settling of these uh, 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 immigrants uh, into these Democratic cities is, you know, just is a political play. If people need help, give them help. But to use people for a political prong is just unacceptable. And there is a structure, and uh, they're so gung ho on rules and regulations. Unless they can u- uh, violate the rules and regulations, the benefit what they're trying to uh, put forth. And uh, so they they want to uh, say then 
Well, look, uh, and there is a crisis at the border. Something needs to be done. I'll admit that myself. But I'm very concerned with the disparate treatment that the Haitians are facing as opposed to everybody else. And uh, they're a lot closer to us than El Salvador and a lot of uh, those other uh, uh, southern uh, other countries in South America. And I said, I believe everybody should receive some help, but I don't think the Haitian community should receive anything less. And there's been nothing but disrespect. And, uh, I, I, you know, I took it up with a couple of Russian Black Hawks. When are we going to level a playing field on immigration? And when are we going to stop mistreating the Haitian community? And Haiti is a country, uh, as we know, was liberated. It was a French colony. And Toussaint Louverture kicked Napoleon's army out of Haiti. And then the United States and France got reparations from Haiti for 50 years because France says, uh, you've disrupted our industry because they had people over there picking cotton for free on plantations. So they interrupted their industry. And for the United States, also, that's why they do not have a stable economy. That's why the structure is so in disrepair, because of the fact you take that kind of resources out of a country for that long. As far as I'm concerned, the United States and the United Nations need to go forth right now with an investment plan in Haiti. Uh, but we know we can't hardly get it in the black community, United States. Well, so we it's not happening, you know. I mean, but I think the, the country of Niger took things in their own hand. They blocked, they, they cut off the pipeline that France was going to be taking all this stuff out of their country. And some of the African nations now are absolutely finding their strength to stand up and say no more. That you're going to you're going to still be uh, taking all the resources out of out of our country and leaving us poor, while you get to live the good life in your countries and. And it's the African resources that everybody wants. I mean, you know, I mean, even Russia right. wanted, but Russia act like they're going to help them right now. But um, it's uh, they're standing up uh, uh, in Niger, and they're telling the French, they're telling the French, no, you're not going to, you're not going to, you're not going to take anything out of our country to um, to make life better for for French people. So um, there's another wind blowing. It might not be blowing here yet, but it's another wind blowing on the continent, which is refreshing on, on some levels, but that, and that is very refreshing because as a person that was involved in the anti-apartheid movement, I, mean, <laughs> I know how the United States and Israel were holding up uh, the apartheid government. And some of my friends in the Jewish community said, well, we did it because the United States won't made us do it. I said, no, uh, you know, it's just unfortunate, but as it all worked out, uh, Mandela was free and, uh, uh, South Africa is free, but I don't know exactly what the political status is right now. But I know that apartheid is out the window. Uh, we have economic apartheid in the United States. That's right. And then, you know, it's it really uh, so bad. African really descent, bad. United States enslaved and not included in the economic pie. No, it's uh, not. 2021 state government contracts, African Americans received 0.18%. In 2022, 0.22%. In 23 years of no affirmative action, that's how we lost the Central District of Seattle. And that's why we lost so many of our businesses and people. Yeah, I'm one of them. Skills. <laughs> I'm one of them. <laughs> and, and, and so I'm telling folks now, we're going to start a program, but you have to have been in business for four years. Well, what if somebody was in business for 20 years and got ran out by discrimination? I, I, was, I was in business for 25 years. Yeah. 25 years. You know, I hate, so I, 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 I made it past the so-called five-year mark. <laughs> I was in business for 25 years. <laughs> Yeah, we had uh, we had some, you know, like I said, we're doing so poorly. And as I said before, and we'll say again, Democrats in charge. That's the other thing that'll be happening real soon, too, is that uh, 
the, the Washington State case is reverberating around members of the, of the Congressional Black Caucus right now. And a lot of them were really uh, upset with the fact that Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, did not allow Christine Clark, who is Associate Attorney General for Civil Rights, we had a, a racial discrimination complaint signed on by 22 different people. As a matter of fact, Reverend Harry Walner's name is on there as well. Yes, and I got discriminated. So, what we're talking about doing now, and after getting some input from some of the members of the Black Caucus, like Bobby Scott is no longer the chair of the House Education Labor Group, but he's a ranking member. Uh, Benny Thompson is only the chair of the Homeland Security Committee, but he's a ranking member. And by him being the chair of the Special Select Committee on January 6th, paid off all kind of dividends because everything they came up with, Jack Smith is using to prosecute folks. So all that's great. But uh, we want to do something where we uh, make a request to Mary Garland and copy all 58 of the members of the Congressional Black Caucus. They'll all have a copy of the complaint. They'll have a copy of a letter from Senator Patty Murray, who requested an investigation of this. Adam Smith, who was chair of the House Armed Services Committee, did a letter and we filed a complaint in December. He wrote a letter to uh, Mary Garland in, in December, then very, wasn't even two weeks later. And then with Marilyn Strickland, the chair of the, uh, the whip of the Congressional Black Caucus, and Benny Thompson did a powerful letter that attached the state's dismal numbers to his letter. And when we talked uh, last week, he wanted to know, is anything happening yet? And, you know, Benny used to be the chairman of the Mississippi chapter of SNCC. So, okay. yeah, and Julian Bond used to tell me, Benny Thompson got the most dangerous job in SNCC. He had to go into Mississippi Delta and register voters, and the Klan and the sheriff were looking for him to kill him. And, and Julian said they could have been one and the same, because you know I was with Bull Connor and those guys, and Jack Clark and all them folks. But uh, anyway, we're going we're gonna to do this. We figure that if we have 58 members of the Congressional Black Caucus, Call him Mary Garland, he might get off the dime and do what he's supposed to do instead of dodging his responsibility. By the going to the Justice Department, the people who have been harmed can be made whole. Going to the Transportation Department is not going to do anything but get you some more delays and apology. They don't have the authority, like the Justice Department, to bring about justice for Black folks in Washington State who have been discriminated against and harmed economically and otherwise. And we want people made whole. We don't want any just an apology or you might get a contract next week. As a matter of fact, uh, we have a meeting coming up next week. Uh, solicitations out for this infrastructure money. And on the solicitation it has, you don't have to use women and minority firms in order to make a bid on this project. Now, if you let the state let people know that, it's going to be 0.1% next time. If you tell somebody they don't have to use minorities or women, they're not going to do it. Well, it sounds to me like they're, like, like they're going backwards then, because if you don't have to use them, uh, uh, then uh, that means that the the, uh, the 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 old boy club uh, that might have a daughter or have a son or whatever, I mean, they're going to get all the money. I mean, equity is just not here. I mean, you know, I mean, how long, how long down south, they say, Lord, how long? And we, and we used to say, not long. Not so long. how long are we continue yeah. to ask these people for equity uh, uh, in, in tax dollars? Or oh, and then the federal money that they get. I mean, Greg, Greg when when the money came in for all of this other stuff that came in from Obama, none of it came to Seattle. She gave it all to small counties, so that meant that black people didn't get any of that money. I mean, so well, the, the here's the deal right now is that President Joseph Biden raised the goal on this money from ten percent to fifteen percent, and if the, if the president and we want to make sure that 
the folks in the White House get a copy of this to make sure they can see that some folks are going their own direction in spite of the commitment that's been made by the President of the United States. So it has to be consistency. And we're going to have to ask the White House, do you realize that in our state, people are given an option on whether or not uh, women or minorities could be included? And uh, I'm not going to speak for everybody else, but I'm more concerned with the, with our people who've been left out because when black folks do well, everybody else does well because we're the last ones to get to. Okay, is that on federal dollars though? Because federal yeah, dollars, on, still, on federal, dollars right. federal dollars still have affirmative action attached to those dollars. Exactly, exactly. Okay. And, and that's federal why we'll be... does, and that's how we got that's how we got iced out because all that money that went to the UW and all the all the research projects and all of that stuff. All that money had uh, at schools have had uh, uh, affirmative action on it, and nobody got hired on it. Yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna uh, meet with these folks. Uh, if they don't remove that, then there will be uh, a, a visit or a phone call from the national president Wendell Stimley uh, to the White House regarding what the president has designated has been a fifteen percent goal for for minorities on this infrastructure. Yeah, uh, on that tax money. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and, and see, Congresswoman Marilyn Strickland is on that committee on, on the House Infrastructure and Transportation Committee. So, you know, we definitely going to bring it to her attention. And uh, I guess they still had to stay in D.C. all week so to make the weekend so the government wouldn't shut down. So I'm glad uh, some people came to their senses on that. All the way well, just for 40 days, days. We'll I mean, for 40, for 40 days. But now one thing you were working on also was about the special set-aside, not special set-aside, a righteous set-aside for us on, on on all of these jobs since we've been there. The longest people here outside of the Native Americans and the uh, uh, and the Mexicans that was down on the border uh, that was here, uh, uh, that was already here. I mean, so um, how's that going? I mean, that that got uh, way, uh, way late. No, we, we have to still go through this process. Uh, we have the complaints been filed, the documentation's there. Uh, uh, their numbers, not our numbers. We know that four black contractors went out of business on the Seattle Tunnel Partners project alone. We also know that about 10 of the black trucking firms have gone out of business. But as long as you put the truckers under a prime where they should have their own contracts with the owner, and I propose this to people who are involved in the looking at the situation, that they would be able to have a banking relationship because they'd have their own contract. They could end up with more than one truck uh, because their credit worthiness and their banking relationship would allow that. It also would allow them to expand uh, the kind of work that they're doing. So uh, we're still going to be pushing for that. And uh, I'll let you know just as soon as uh, this letter, you'll get a copy of the letter because your name is on the list uh, that goes, everybody who signed up as a complainant had to file out a special form so that everybody knew who was who. And as soon as that, that letter goes to um, uh, the attorney general, and uh, with copies going to all 58 members of the Russian Black Caucus, you will get a copy of it. So we're well, going to see what we can do. Well, I thought having a, 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 a set aside, I mean, you know, not, not, not really a set aside, but, but a righteous place that says that we're different. I mean, because somehow nobody wants to carve out anything for us. I mean, as if, as if everybody's situation coming to America is the same. I mean, I, I, and I, and I thought that category for for uh, for uh, the descendants or the stolen ones uh, would be would would settle some of this stuff at the, you know at, at, from a federal level and then come down to a state level. I mean, because yeah, otherwise, we, it's people, like a, we talk about reparations. Then we have people like these super conservatives 
they just filed a lawsuit against the SBA 8A program, which was a set aside program. So that's what kind of program, SBA? SBA 8A set aside program. I was an 8A contractor myself. Well, and, you and know, what, these people don't want us to have anything. I mean, so really, no they, they, they want us to be, we want, they want us to be under their thumb and to be able to work us from sun up to sundown. And their grandchildren and great grandchildren are carrying it on. And uh, the Jim Crow didn't die. Segregation didn't got die. The federal, the federal uh, Confederate didn't die. The Federalists didn't die. They're just passing it on to their children and their grandchildren. That's exactly uh, what's happening, Reverend Mary. Yes, that's right. exactly what's happening. That's right. That's right. See, so, um, so I mean, uh, it's it's a lot of issues here, but um, you know, we collectively, the collective Black people, we. If we could get to that level, like like uh, for Gaddafi wanted us to do, is to come together in a different way, and we could come together with all the collective money that Black people have in this country, and some up come up to something. We could fund our own stuff. We can absolutely live and thrive without having to be bothered with these people. Well, um, we look we look at Black Wall Street. Uh, that's right. They're, See, still, they're, still, they're still digging people up from from that 1921 atrocity. Well, I mean, but, but the model is there. I mean, just because, yeah. I mean, the model for success is there in every Black community uh, because we had to do for self. Why nobody giving us nothing? So how do we creatively manage to live for 100 years after, after you know, I mean, after, in Jim Crow? I mean, it might not have been, we might not have all had Cadillacs. <laughs> hey, the old Cadillacs, remember those old Cadillacs? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I think we keep knocking on the door that don't want to open. But uh, you know, I mean, it's like, wow. So, um, you know, and well, I'm gonna Mark, keep knocking. <laughs> well, Marcus God yourself, you might erase, do uh, accomplish what you can. I'm a graduate. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna keep knocking. <laughs> well, that's good. It's yeah. good. That's good. That's good. I'm gonna keep talk, talking about. I, I was trained by the United States Army to, to, to defend America, and I've been saying it. I'll say it again. Uh, blacks in the military, I know you don't have any control, but they have. you have no business being on foreign seas, on foreign shores, fighting for someone else's freedom when you don't have, your people don't have the freedom to vote. Yeah, but they don't have the courage, though. Right you know, they don't have the courage to break rank. I mean, really, truly, they, they don't want the consequences of it. I don't know. But like you say, you know about that. I just know this other path, and I believe it's, I believe we can, we can have two. We, 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 we can have more than one uh, uh, path we try to get to the goal of us being what we need and having what we need, having health care, having education, you know, and I get our kids educated. I mean, I mean, because there's a lot of things that we need. Uh, and, and unlike the guest workers, they can come and make a lot of money, but sometimes they can't vote. I mean, and I don't think they become citizens, but the guest workers are here making a lot of money that Americans can't get. See, Well, you know, I'll tell you another one, too, is Ron Santos has backfired on him because he got... Uh, so racist with the and being anti-immigrant, they don't have people to pick crops or do other jobs now because nobody's afraid. Everybody, a lot of folks are afraid that yeah, 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 afraid yeah, yeah. And so you know, he just a self-inflicted wound. He deserves it. Well, you know, but 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 see, hatred is deep, and until we come to realize how deep it is, we continue to go around in a circle. But I mean, I'm hopeful. I mean, you know, my glass is always half full. I'm glad you went back there and you always give us good information. That's why I gave you a lot of, you know, we had to extend the time just for you today, Mr. Rye, and I hope you continue to feel good. Yeah, and, I just uh, want to say one thing though, before I go. Congratulations to Converge Media and Omari Salisbury. They were acknowledged at the Icons event at the Royal Esquire Club on Saturday evening. 
and he said he wanted to apologize to his brother Chikunde because he had jeans on, and he said he was also coming from a shoot. So we know when he's out there, he's doing good because he's won all these Emmys and all these other awards. So congratulations to your son, Reverend Harriet. Omari Salisbury is doing it. And so is Chikunde. They're both doing it. Yeah, they are. Both of them. Yeah. And Tony, he just don't see him. He makes eyeglasses. He helps people see. Okay. He took on these. He was working with me. So he's still he's still in the optical business. I, you know, I'm out, but he's still in it. All right, right, Mr. Wright, thank you so much for thank coming much. on. And you continue to have a great day and a good week. We'll be talking. All thank right. Thank you. All right, thank you. You listen to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. We'll be right back. Market Street Shoes is happy to sponsor the Mother's Justice Show in honor of our mother, Jackie Higgins Rosebrook, who spent her life fighting for social justice and also in honor of all mothers who fight for social justice. Market Street Shoes, fashionable footwear and apparel for life's everyday adventures in the heart of Ballard since 2006. Visit MarketStreetShoes.com. Hello, friends. This is Stephanie Parrish, host of the Vitality Health Show, your voice of hope and healing. Each week, we will be bringing you leading doctors and naturopaths, as well as top nutritionists and mental health and emotional practitioners, bringing you hope in your healing. Join me, Stephanie Parrish, on the Vitality Health Show, your voice of hope and healing. The Vitality Health Show. Tuesdays from 7 to 8 a.m. And for more information about the show, visit MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at VirtuesHealing.com. That's VirtuesHealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at VirtuesHealing.com today. No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show at 1150 AM KKNW. And thank you for listening to the to, to our show. You know, I love being on the air. Got a, I have an announcement here, Mother's Justice our mother's uh, Thurgood, uh, Thurgood Marshall Justice Breakfast is going to be October the 9th uh, uh, at 7 to 9 a.m. at the Roy Esquire Club. And you'll have more information coming soon and tickets will soon be available. I want to thank everyone who came and supported us last year. 33 years, who would have believed it? <laughs> I thought the world would be all right. I thought by 30, now that the world would be all right. And guess what? Maybe I'll be doing something else. I am doing something else. I am doing the virtuous healing circles and I'm I'm painting. I I'm painting again. You know, I'm in. You know, I am a watercolorist. I had a had a gallery once at uh, El Centro de la Raza, and um, so I'm painting again and I'm having fun with that. And then life goes on. Mr. Rye was here talking about Washington D.C. and all the things that's going on back there uh, with the Black Congressional Caucus. Uh, he's a, he goes every year for that conference and he really has a great time. Always bringing back more information and making connections. Um, in Washington State, I mean, we uh, black people don't get, really don't get any contracts here. I mean, they take our tax money, and uh, you know, might talk bad about us and all those kinds of stuff. But we don't we don't get our fair share of the tax money back uh, into our communities at all, uh, uh, and and that type of thing. So my guess is running a little late. So unless I'm just going to talk about mothers, and I did go check the news. <laughs> 
trying to see what else is going on in the world except other than mothers just to show well i guess trump went to court today i guess that trial started um and uh as mr ryan mentioned florida uh, the governor in florida is still doing some of his same things but i think sometimes i want to talk about is just how um insidious uh poverty is and how it how what happens when uh, governments uh, make sure that uh, people that live in these states, uh, especially governors, make sure that poor people don't, can't get the jobs, the wages, the wages are so low, uh, that the, and then the utilities are so high. And my granddaughter, when she was at Tuskegee, uh, you know, she had, you know, wasn't living on campus. She was paying $300 a month for utilities because a lot of those country, a lot of those other states, the utilities is owned privately. So what? Uh, and so that makes a big difference. So anyway, I, I and then so poverty, people got to be lifted out of poverty. And, um, and, and if the government don't understand that, then people have a cycle of poverty that they can't get out of. And so my guest has arrived now. I'm going to bring on Miss Victoria Beach um, and uh, she can unmute herself and um, I'll introduce her. <laughs> She's been on before to Transparency. We work together in Seattle. I and, and we've done quite a few projects together. Um, and how you doing, Miss Beach? I'm good. How are you? Well, I'm good too. You know, I love radio. I'm always jazzed on Mondays and the first mm -hmm. Tuesdays and and uh, I, I the first and third Tuesdays of the month because I do the Marcus Garvey Book Club. So those are two things that pretty much keep me jazzed uh, 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 intertwined <laughs> with all the other things I do. You. And my beauty breaks that I take every day, you know, I always have a beauty break that I post. And these are things that keep me happy. And I'm writing my second book uh, as what's in your spirit basket. Every day I post that's uh, I'm writing my book online. So I'm doing that one. So, but uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. So I know that you're busy. I think we had to take a little break today uh, in order to do this. So I appreciate it. So um, uh, my other guests, I, I wasn't sure. And she was testing to see if she had COVID, so she wasn't feeling good so yesterday. So I, that's why I called you because she wasn't available. But that, so I want to introduce you. I mean, this is Victoria Beach. So she was born and raised in Seattle. She's one of those Seattleites, you know, <laughs> you know, Seattleites, you know. And then of course she has her children and her grandchildren are Seattleites. I only get to see that my grandchildren a satellites. So uh, <laughs> that's all that that's the only I can claim that my grandkids are satellites. So you got how many generations here, Miss Beach? Welcome, welcome. Five. My Five. my grandkids are the fifth. Yes. Wow, they yep. are amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. It is amazing. And you've seen a lot and you're so engaged in your community and um and um it's so necessary to keep uh yep. you know to not ever not not give up the fight. So uh, you know, I mean, and, and you want to just talk about, you know, I mean, I know you're involved with a lot, but but I think what you might want to be talking about today is your latest project that you're involved with. Beyond the uh, badge. Before the badge, yeah. Before the badge, that's um, right. And you're, a, you're part of that also. It's, uh, it's a five-week program for all new recruits. They have to take it before they join the academy. And... Um, it's giving them tools where they will not have an excuse um, to mess up in while they're doing their job. Uh, you and I talk about black history with them and our history with police. Um, mine were really bad. And um, 
it's uh it's really intense and and they have a psychologist they meet with four times a week on wellness and to know when um you need to stay home from work um if you're going through a lot and having a bad day they're teaching them giving them so many tools i take them out to what's left of our black community introduce them to uh black owned businesses they do a cid tour um a native tour they're starting a new one tomorrow with that but it, it's teaching them all the skills they need to be the best officers there are and that's what you and i are doing is hopefully weeding out the bad ones and bringing in the good ones to make a change in our department and city well, you know, I had Mr. Ryan and we were talking a little bit about policing and, uh, and uh, you know, I was saying that, we, you know, mothers, uh, you know, it's looking for volunteers. And then he started talking a little bit about some of the other groups. I said, well, we organize different. A lot of the other groups are into defunding. I mean, we're not into defunding the police department because we know what happens in our community. Our, our people are still suffering from, uh, from, from uh, you know, uh, 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 oppression. I mean, you right. know, I mean, you know, internalized oppression. You don't get rid of that uh, uh, in a hundred years. I mean, really, truly, no. two, 240 years to make a slave and uh, all this oppression. I mean, people are doing better. I mean, honestly, are. But then you've had people who have not been have not been connected with culture, because culture right. culture helps you do better. Culture that is right. To, I mean, you know, culture helps you. I mean, that's why that's why I always say history is my bible, because culture. I mean, you can go to the history book and look and you can learn culture and all the things that we've done in America and everything, almost everything that somebody uses today was invented by us. Right. You know, you, know, and, it, you said, you know, a lot of the other groups are for defunding. You and I are not for defunding. Um, we need the police, but you and I are also, we're going to hold them accountable. That's, that's what right. they're missing. We need the police. And, right. and when we don't have them, the black community is the community that, that suffers, you know, right. and, and I get it. I get it that people have trauma. I have trauma, too, from the police, but but I'm willing to be a part of it to, to make a change. And a lot of these other groups, they're not even from here. They're from other places, and some of them don't even look like us, you know. So don't tell me what what's best for, for That's right. me and my city, you know. I um okay. look at the crisis we're in. Look how our city looks. Look at look at the crime. Yeah, just just that's look at the crime. Does. Just just look at it. And uh, you know, and I mentioned to Mr. Rye is that every city that had an attitude of defunding crime escalated because no money's not enough officers. Number one, and then maybe two. Number two, maybe they just not doing their job. And you know, and number three, you have all this uh, element that's coming in here. Look at all these theft rings that came in in the Washington State. I mean, especially over here in, in this part of Washington. And look, you had you have two targets closed now because of theft. Okay? Right. I mean, because of theft, okay? And I, I, I'll mention this on the last segment with Mr. Wright. I was up at the PCC here on 23rd and Union. They had a guy in there with a Glock. Okay, he, so he's security. And I went up to him and I said, are you SPD? He said, no. I said, you, 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 you are police? He said, no, he's hired security. The back of his jacket, back of his vest, he had a, 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 a bulletproof vest on, and the back of that vest had public safety on it. He'd given the, wow. he, he given the, he, 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 he given in preference. People will assume that is SPD, but I, that's right. what I asked him. 
he had a Glock. A wow. Glock. I mean, and that's, I mean, that, that's a high level. Okay, you will not survive any shooting with a Glock. No. Okay. Do, and, do you uh, want and, them? Uh, and, hmm? I was going to say, do you want them or do you want SPD? Well, and <laughs> I told him, I said, I told him, you're not constitutional. I said, you're nothing you're doing is constitutional. Okay, so so you know what? I mean, they might be able to sue the company, but you it's no accountability at all on private security folks. No. Nope. Okay, so you can fill Seattle up all you want to with private security. Do you have no constitutional rights under them? Because they're not constitutional. They're hired. Right. They like mercenaries, okay? They're like mercenaries, and that's what they are. And I understand that people in business are hiring them, but I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna go over there. And I'm gonna ask them why do they have law? And he's not law enforcement. And then this is what people don't understand is that okay, I mean, and then the other side of the equation, there were some people who protested near the mayor's house. They didn't go on the property because he's gonna call the police. Okay, he's yep. not gonna be like everybody else. <laughs> you come on his property, you gonna be he's, he's mm -hmm. gonna call them because you trespassing. Okay. Yep. Okay, and so they, that's right. I mean, and that's what should have happened before. Jenny and all these people should have called the police on everybody who came to their property and stepped on their property line. You do not yep. have a right to protest on people's property. Now, if you want to be across the street on somebody else's property and they don't call the police, then that's on them. But you know, right. really and truly, and they wanted they 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 are complaining about the budget, and rightfully so. I mean, you know, about the young lady yep. who, who got killed. But our kids hear bullets every night. Yeah. And no nobody care. Nope. And don't they're, they're going to be traumatized. That's right. Don't nobody care. Hey, and where are all the Black Lives Matter folks? That, why are all the white folks that had on the Black Lives Matter shirts? Oh, I mean, they don't throw them in the trash can now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 it's amazing. I mean, it's yeah. like two, a two, a a four years, uh, three years ago. Black Lives Matter, you know, black, you know, I'm speaking for yep. you. No. And so uh, they got what they wanted. These are they people did. who really already had animals with the police and did not want them anyway. And so yep. now you're going to have the immigrants, uh, the, the, uh, because most of these Indians are here on, uh, uh, except for a few exceptions, a lot of them are here on, uh, on, uh, on work visas, see. Yeah. Yeah. And they're making a lot more money because, because uh, uh, Microsoft, don't hire hardly any black people, hardly or anybody no. from America. They get no. they get fifteen, they get one hundred and fifty thousand people from India and other countries, and they pay them. They make a good wage, but they, they do. don't make the same thing that that the Americans would work uh, would make. See, so it's a game, and we're left out of the game. We so, are. Uh, we left out of the game, and it's amazing. No one stands with us. It's our trouble. The cheese stands alone. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you're you're you. You're right. You are absolutely right. And we always talk about people of color. We're always doing this. But the colored people who the word was coined for, on the very end, we stand alone. Yeah. We Let's do. take a quick break here and come right back, okay? Okay. 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 Yeah, let's take a quick You listen to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM, KKNW. I'm your host, We'll be right back. Market Street Shoes is happy to sponsor the Mother's Justice Show. In honor of our mother, Jackie Higgins Rosebrook, who spent her life fighting for social justice and also in honor of all mothers who fight for social justice. Market Street Shoes, fashionable footwear and apparel for life's everyday adventures in the heart of Ballard since 2006. Visit MarketStreetShoes.com.
The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at virtueshealing.com. That's virtueshealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at virtueshealing.com today. Find out the latest about your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Check out 1150kknw.com. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKMW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. It's my joy to be on the air. And I want you to please mark your calendar. Please mark your calendar for March. I, I mean, for 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 Mother's Justice Breakfast, I Thurgood Marshall Justice Breakfast on the 9th of November, uh, from seven to nine at the Esquire Club. We'll have some more information about that coming soon. Want to bring my guest back on, Miss Victoria Beach. Uh, she's one of those people who was born here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, uh, you know, they have. <laughs> I know, love it here. I, yeah. I I love my city. Um, or should I say, I I love it, but I miss what it used to look like and how safe it was. It um, you and I talked about. I feel like I'm the last generation that could run free, not worry about uh, gang violence. Um, pretty much no violence. Sometimes our neighbors we never even locked our doors, but you you can't do that now. So you know I. The work I do is I, I just want to bring change to get back to where we used to be. I don't know if we'll ever get all the way back there, but, you know, I chair the African-American Community Advisory Council for SBD, and we've had great meetings, and um, you were part of it last, uh, last week, it was, and um, you said a prayer, it was, it was, uh, we held a little vigil for the young woman that was hit by the car from the officer. And, um, you know, we had lit candles. You said a few words. And um, we, we came together. And, and that's how it should be. We all need to come together. And, you know, what? sometimes we have to agree to disagree. You know, we're right. all not going to agree together all the time. But, right. but we're adults agreed to disagree right and um that that's what i'm hoping for i'm hoping one day that also that we can have a great police department where they get out of their cars they know the community they work with the community and um that that's what i'm 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 hoping for you know i think a lot of people's hoping and that i think it would be a real good idea if you we have to organize people who absolutely want public safety and want public safety for everyone. They they want to be able to have detectives to uh, to work on these unsolved cases. They want the the, the missing and uh, indigenous women. Uh, uh, that that that's gone to the side. I mean, because you don't have enough detectives or anything to work on that anymore. Uh, and also domestic violence and all of that stuff. And so what? Uh, so I mean, you know, and I think what 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 we we the people who know more need to do a, a like like a, a one of those organizational charts so people know. All the things that police do. I mean, you know, well, well right. checks. I mean, look how many well checks they go in that. They find people, or when they find children who've been abused. I mean, well, yep. really and truly, they do a lot that the community. I mean, they have found 
I mean, that's why wellness is so important because a lot of times they go from one bad thing to another. I mean, because all of, all, all of these officers are not harming people and, and uh, they go to a lot more murder scenes and uh, and then in those scenes and then have to go right back to work. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, I mean, I don't, you know, I mean, it's it's a lot, and uh, it is. I think I think I think because now people are going to be organizing against the budget. So I think that people who absolutely want public safety for the whole city need to also be organizing, uh, uh, really and truly, because we can't let this go like they did in 2020. No, <laughs> no, and 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 our people like to wait till the last minute or the day of. No, we need to organize like the other side organized. They they, they don't stop at all. They well, continue. but one time we didn't. One time we didn't stop at all. You know, I mean, affirmative action and good having good jobs yeah. took um, took some. But you're right, and I th- I think that's going to be the call. Is that if you want if you want a safe police, I mean, if you want a safe Seattle and a safer Seattle, you need to start calling the city council right now and say you support the mayor's budget. I mean, so you yeah. can even do a phone call. I mean, really and truly, if yeah. you can't go down there, those phone calls are you can you can send an email. I mean, all of that, all of that's part of the public record. I mean, all of that is part of this, especially an email. I mean, you know, if we got, you know, people out, selling, you know, because most people know how to send an email. And then right. what you do is you send it to the whole council. You don't just send it to, you don't just send it to Swan for this district. Because <laughs> she's going to vote no and she's going to vote no anyway. Let's be honest. Yeah. It's time to vote no on the budget. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, last time, you know, because she'll be gone. And hopefully we have a new city council. I mean, we will have a new city council. And, we uh, will have uh, a new city we, council. That's right. That's right. We will. And I saw where the fire uh, uh, union uh, supported uh, the other ca- our, our, our candidate for uh, for for, for this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I saw that. They, so, yeah. Yes, they did. Yeah. Yep, that's, that's that's pretty big. That's huge. Yeah. It is. That, yeah. That's it huge. is. We 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 need the 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 new candidates that we're for because there'll be an immediate change. Um, and, um, yeah. and I think the other side knows, you know, they, well, they yeah, know it, that. It does, you know, yes. So I, I write right on. So, um, but I'm always encouraged by your work. I mean, you, you, uh, <laughs> I always tell people I got drafted to this work because I didn't, I didn't write a business <laughs> plan. I wasn't planning on doing this for 33 years. I mean, you know, I mean, I got gray hair now, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, moving not as fast and, uh, uh-huh. My oldest granddaughter is 26, and my kids used to say, Mama, won't you stop? Won't you stop? And then somebody that's always calling and that type of stuff. But, uh, yeah. but, you know, I mean, you're doing the work, and we don't get paid. You know, I mean, I, you know, we, you not started out as a volunteer. You wasn't getting, you, yeah. you wasn't on nobody's paycheck, uh, you know, no. at payroll. But this this program before the buyer badges, I'm so glad that you were, you, you were one of the main people in that I just show up once a week for once a month but you're doing it more you're you're really there and, and I'm so glad about that so we're running up against this clock now so um, we'll have to say goodbye here in a minute but I always uh, also we had a good time on Saturday night at the um, we at, did at the, and you look the police team beautiful so too. so did too. <laughs> yes so did so did I uh, former police chief Carmen Best always looking good yeah yep all right well, thank you for coming on my uh, Mother's Justice show. And I have thank you, and I appreciate you. you. I appreciate you so much and the work you've done. This city yeah, loves you. you and needs you. Well, thank you so much. God bless you, too. Thank you. You've been listening to the Mother's Justice show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Rem Walden. I'll see you next week. Take care. <laughs>